No, of course not. Have a good time. But you guys got me thinking. Maybe we should do a little trip together. Hell yeah. Where to? Oh, you. Oh, Pamir, Pamir. Cabo San Lucas is beautiful to stand Isn't it spring break? Well, I hope not. E would be real upset if he missed spring break. E always did appreciate a good old-fashioned wet t-shirt contest. Nah, he's going to have a great time. Excuse me, can I have another shot of Patron? Dos, por favor. All right, get it in here. Cabo. Cabo. Woo. Yeah. Hola, Pyros. From the Casa Star in Cabo San Lucas, the last corner of Mexico. This is the Brigada de Fuegos Artificiales. This Pyro podcast, celebrating the people and passion of fireworks, is sponsored by Star Fireworks in Fargo, North Dakota. And now, two guys sitting at land's end and searching every corner for more fireworks. Here's Johnny Starr y Ron El Banquero. What is this job all about? Fire. I, I think my fireworks name is much sexier in... Uh... In, in Spanish. Yeah, Ron de Banquero. Yeah, she's almost got... Almost like she's, a French. Almost yeah, like, she's rolling those R's and whatever she's got going. That's nice. Kind of sounded to me like something you hear on Pink Panther. <laughs> well, on Pink Panther? Yeah, you know, the French Clouseau. He's like... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Ron de Banquero. Yeah, uh, yeah, there you go. But, there you go. Well, yeah. As you can tell by our intro, John, we are here again. Yeah. In Cabo. Wonderful. I'm just looking out the ocean. Looks gorgeous. There's, you can just see how many flat spots are in the ocean. So the water is just so calm right now. It's just like, look at those flat spots all over. I, I get the feeling, though, people who are listening to this, they, they don't want to know how lucky we are. To, you know, you know, right now in Fargo, it's four degrees. I was looking at the thing yeah, earlier today. Yeah, it was um, 10 below, I think Dino said. That, probably at nighttime, yeah. That, that's just nasty. Uh, well, he called me up earlier today. He's like, it's 10 below, but maybe, like you say, <laughs> maybe it was a little. Well, yeah. And sometimes he exaggerates. It could be 10 above, I mean, but he'll still say 10 below. So Dino exaggerates quite. Yeah, a bit. I think if yeah. it's a ten below and it's a ten above, it's still twenty degree swing. I mean, that's huge. Uh, that is huge. That you is know. huge. Yeah. Well, and you know, but here, you know, if it's eighty, if it's eighty-five or ninety, we don't really care. No, it doesn't really no, matter because the bat with the pool is always like eighty-seven. Every day is Saturday, and the pool's always warm, and <laughs> the, and the and the sun is always shining. So yeah. you you had a you had a uh, a party last night, a holiday party for your workers. Yeah, La here. Posada. Yeah, that's La what Posada, they call it. La Posada. Yeah. yeah. And I took uh, me and Pauline and I took your dad out to, to dinner, although he, I've never seen him move that fast. He jumped at the check. Oh, I wow. was I wanted to pay for it. And, and he like he, he wouldn't allow me to pay. And I didn't want to fight with him. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to let you pay. Yeah, you never want to. Because if you know, if uh, if you hit an old man, you it's a felony. <laughs> no, so I just want, yeah, that's <laughs> just what you know. I wasn't, I mean, wasn't going to yeah. hit him, but yeah. I felt bad. I wanted to pay and, and he, he refused. And, uh, you know, because no, uh, you bombed dinner the other night and he really appreciated that. Yeah, well, so that was yeah. really good. Yeah. So but I he and I because he's been here for a couple of months now and I asked him. Do you know what day of the week it is? He goes, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah he doesn't. <laughs> um, the days of the week really matter, mean nothing to not, him. Well, know? not out here. Yeah. No, definitely no. not. So, but 
I'm sure he remembers like the first of the month because then he gets his check or something. Don't don't they get like their Social Security or something the first or the third or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Not that that really matters to him anyways because he's like, you know, he's like in a bubble down here anyways. <laughs> well, yeah, at this point he should just sell the house and just live here yeah. permanently. Don't you have to go back like for a week or something yeah, every he, once in a while? Yeah, he's going to go back after six months. He, Yeah, literally he could uh, – Go back uh, at the end of six months and then stay home for a, a week or two weeks or even a day. He doesn't even have to go back home. He could really basically go to San Diego and then just make a U-turn and come back. <laughs> just got to, like, one yeah. step out and one step back? That's unbelievable. Yeah. Just as yeah. long as the passport is staying. Yeah, that's what a lot of the workers do. They'll, you know, they got to go up to California or, yeah, up to California. And then they'll just, you know, and then re-enter again. So, uh, so yeah, it's wow. uh, one way of... Um, you know, seeing California and beating the residency, you know. There you go. But uh, That's like those people who live on those cruise ships. Yeah. Uh, the, I hear that story. People just live on a cruise ship so they don't have to have a house. They just, and they got all their meals it's, it's and all their It's cheaper than a nursing medical. home. It's cheaper than a nursing yeah, home. You the got the doctor. Treatment. You Absolutely. got everything. Man, that's Absolutely. what, that's, man, that's where I'll go out. Just go out on a cruise ship, you know, just, uh, just I don't hang out. S- I don't see you being good on a cruise ship because you like options. And if there, there's really, I mean, you and I, I don't know if you've gone on other cruises aside from the you and one you and no. I went on. Mm-mm. Actually, the first time you or I have ever been to Cabo was on that cruise. And, you know, you've been, uh, you know, a lover of Cabo ever since. But you we had that problem on that cruise ship. Remember, the, the 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 DJ was dating the one of the waitresses. And when the waitress wanted to go home, he wanted to go home. Yeah, obviously, shut going the music off right he on was, me. He would shut the music and go home. And yeah. we, finally, we started buying his girlfriend drinks. So we knew yeah. she would stay out with us. Yeah, we kept her going just to keep him going. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Yeah, I mean, the cruise ship is uh, is nice. You know, there's so many deals out there on cruise ships right now. I've I'm, I'm been contemplating it, like, oh, that might be a way to go just, uh, you know, just to, you know, do one. I haven't been on one in, you know, so many years. Mm. But um, man, I just have a hard time. Sometimes I see the people walking around. Um, I can just tell you the cruise ship people. And then it uh, and they go from the cruise ship to Cabo <laughs> Wabo. So yeah. I can I can tell you those people immediately. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. You, you have a hard just, time with older people. Yeah. You know, people I, our age, really, basically. Yeah, and then, you, you don't like acting your age. No. And then not only that, <laughs> but uh, not only that, but sometimes, you know, like there are three people died on our ship because they keep feeding you to the buffets. Three people died on our ship. On our ship. Two or three. Two. When we were on that I cruise? I went on a cruise, yeah. They had a. They, Where was I when this happened? Ron, I you were probably sleeping with your drama mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah there were two people who I passed away that. on the ship while we were at sea. Really? Yes. Did they just like say a ceremony and throw the body overboard and yeah, say we're put done? Them in the, put them in the cooler and uh, oh. bring them back. You know, I yeah. don't, I, you don't I, remember that? Do oh, my remember. God. Yeah, uh, two that, people. That's a common occurrence? People die on cruise ships? Well, you know. I didn't think so until you, you know, until you killed two people on the cruise ship. <laughs> I killed but, them. <laughs> but the um, the problem is, you know, they feed them so much at those buffets on the cruise well, ship yeah. that you never stop. And then, you know, the yeah. older people, are, yeah, my money's worth. And they just eat more and eat more. And then, you know, they die just from, you know. You just talk like that cartel guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my money's yeah, worth. Yeah, my money's worth. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, so they uh, two people died on that cruise ship. So I'm a little, you know, leery about going on the cruise ships. And uh, no, the thing I have, too, with the cruise ships, and I don't even know if they make the captain's dinner anymore where you have to buy. We had to buy a sport jacket and everything to go on a cruise ship. I very I'm sure that does not happen anymore at all, because, as you see, nobody dresses. You're not going to get anyone on there. So. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. But, um, <coughs> you know, you see the way some of those people are dressed in their backpacks and they're walking around. It's, it's, it's just, and then they, like I say, and then they, go, and then they just all pour into Cabo Wabo and then just sit there and have some tequila 
and just there's there's a lot of nerdy wow. fifty and sixty year olds out there. I'd like to think so many not, so many gringos here but, that it's just killing yeah, me. But if you talk to like someone like I mean you don't have any kids, but you talk to like my son, he thinks I'm a nerd. Well, so. yeah, well I'm, I'm with him on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing I want to tell you is um, you know I was out on my La Posada always marketing and doing my business, but um, residency is doubled here in Cabo San Lucas for, you know, the expats, you know, the mm -hmm. Americans coming over here, doubled from last year. So, um, so a lot of people are finding that, you know what, I'm going to get out of California and Nancy Pelosi and Hammerhead, get out of here and then just come down here. Who's and, Hammerhead? Uh, her husband got hammered over the head. Oh, that's not nice. I think it is. <laughs> okay. So anyways, um, so basically... <laughs> They're coming down here because mm. they can save money on taxes and save money on a lot of things. Uh, yeah. And they're starting to realize that, hey. But you have to be a citizen to stay here, don't you? Just have they get residency. Okay. You know, just like I got. But the thing is, you also, I mean, like you say, you do have the option to return back to right. well, know, California. Yeah, I hate to be and, stuck. And they might have done <laughs> kind of like what I do to, you know, downsize <clears throat> everything maybe in California. And right. All learn and just come down here and I mean what they're paying for rent in California they're paying for rent in a big villa here so right you know uh, not actually here but I mean somewhere I mean you're, you somewhere know, in Cabo somewhere yeah. in Cabo, any you part got of some you got some pretty yeah. reasonable prices here there's a lot of Canadians here a lot of Canadians a lot yeah. of Canadians that's you know we met a lot of yeah them a lot of Canadians are, are um, fleeing here too as well well the Canadians always and this has always been a big haven for Canadians Canadians really do a lot of traveling I think it's just so cold in get some parts out. of Canada, they just get the heck out. Like my neighbor over there was Canadian, and there's another couple Canadian. I mean, there's there's always been, ever since my days of Acapulco, you know, there's a lot of Canadians that come here, you know, mm. come to Mexico in general. Mm. Uh, yeah. Their value for their money is pretty good. Okay. You know. Yeah. So what the heck? So, come yeah. To, yeah, that should be on the on the billboard outside. Screw the cold. Come to Cabo. Yeah, and then uh, the Our Canadians weren't able them. to travel all that time. So when it opened up, they're just like pouring in now. Pouring in. So res. So the population, the residency, residency population doubled. So that means that you, not necessarily are they all here mm -hmm. at once, but it's uh, oh okay. The, I see. Double the residency cards that they that give they've, out. they've issued. I yeah. got it. Okay. So wow. That's pretty uh, well, impressive. This is, you know, it's been 12 minutes and this is Fireworks Brigade. Episode yes. 126, John. 126, yeah, yes. Yeah, Moving so right into yeah. the fireworks. Well, let's move into the fireworks. Um, you know, we, we talk about it a million times. Is the shipping challenges. Is that, I, I know you've been paying invoices left and right. And, and I think at the end of the day, I think you've decided you've got enough stock right now and you're, you're ready to I'm go. And, and you don't have to, you're going to stand pat for a while. Yeah, right? I got enough stock. We're going to readdress things after uh, January and see how things go for the Christmas season. And, uh, you know, we're stocked. I know a lot of other people are stocked as well. Um, well if you China's want, looking for orders, but there's, you know, there's no orders coming in. If you wanted to buy something different to get it in for the fourth, what, what in your mind, what is the last, what's your drop dead date where you can order a container and expect to have it for the fourth? Well, if you had to basically order one and customize it, you know, like everything's got to be produced. Um, I think you missed a window already, especially really? with the shutdowns in China and all the problems they're having there. Well, yeah, they're going for zero COVID. Yeah, zero COVID, but they don't want to go for a better vaccination. That's what kills me. You know, I don't understand why they're not working harder and harder and harder and harder 
on a vaccination that actually works or take one from the U.S., which they won't do. So I don't understand that at all. Um, you know, you want zero COVID and their answer to zero COVID is just lock everybody in their house. I, I, I honestly don't know how you run, which I've ever, never did understand that uh, method. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a doctor and I could, you know, be way off base, but I just can't see if the COVID is in the air or wherever it's at or it's on people and you lock up for five days or you lock up for two weeks and then you go out the COVID hasn't gone anywhere. It's not like the COVID is like locked up in a house. You didn't lock the COVID like somewhere it's out there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and obviously as you see, it didn't work. And now that the more people who had COVID and more people who beat COVID and more people in the vaccinations, it's weakening. I mean, it's, they're not even a hospital stay for a lot of people. No, a lot of people. No, no. But China has that. Well, China had a one, a, a death over to COVID and, um, and that's pretty bad because uh, then it's like, oh, see, it's on the rise. But they, they're not weakening it because they're not they're not fighting it. They're hiding from uh, yeah. it. Well, as yeah. far as as what I can tell anyways. Well, yeah, there's stories about they're locking people in their homes and there was a fire and people couldn't get out. And 10 people died in a fire because they're all locked. They welded the doors it, shut. Yeah, and, I mean, um, I mean, do they, would they actually do something like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm. You would, you don't want to think they would, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking they did. Um, I mean, it's made news, right? I mean, um, yeah. Well, yeah, so. I heard it. Well, what's, well, then, what's your New Year's predictions? How is the season going to be this year for New Year's? I think New Year's going to be okay. I mean, the prices are didn't go anywhere. They they can't come down because most people are sitting on a lot of merchandise that they paid big bucks for. So you can't really. And you were just explaining that to someone the other day to our banker, to the banker actually. Yeah, I mean, you can't really dollar cost average that because all the because you ran out of so much stuff the prior year. Yep. You had a refill at a higher price, and now even if. Because the shipping costs have come down somewhat, not to where they were pre. Yeah, shipping costs has come down, obviously, because nobody's shipping. I mean, as far as, like, fireworks guys, and, and, and it had to come down anyways. I mean, it just it was getting ridiculous. But it um, it's come down. But, you know, we didn't have anything to dollar cost average when it went up, you know, from basically 14 to 42. And we have nothing to dollar cost average now. I mean, we're not – you're not going to – nobody's going to waste their money on buying some – I mean, less, you know um, – you know, unless you got some big money behind you and you just want to stockpile more. Most people are sitting on a ton of merchandise. Like Everyone you. I know in the industry is sitting on a ton of merchandise right now. Right. And um, we weren't sitting so much on a ton of merchandise before 4th of July. But, you know, we got all those containers in after the 4th of July. So, you know, now we're sitting, you know, that's what we're sitting on right now, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, it's just it's craziness, you know. But it's come down, and I think what we're going to find out now is, like, the Chinese companies are calling me up. They want to ship merchandise. They got stock merchandise just like we do because they realized in 2020 the companies who had stock made a lot of money. The companies who didn't have stock didn't make anything because mm-hmm. they couldn't couldn't ship it. So um, we'll see. But I don't know. You know, the prices are not going to come to – it's like the gasoline prices. They go up fast. They never come down fast. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, it'll get there, but it's going to take yeah. time. Yeah, so. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, right now, um, you know, just reading some, um, you know, some um, chats that I have back and forth. With uh, um, people in China? With people in China. Okay. Um, you know, it basically – let's see what they say here. 
these are uh, vendors of yours? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, that QR code is what's keeping everybody in check. You know, they got it on the WeChat and you got to produce this code. Right. And, you know, if one province turns yellow, then you can't go back to the other province. And, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's been nuts. And then, um, you know, what, what's happening now, like there are places in schools where people started a parade holding white papers and claiming freedom. Yeah, I saw you that. You know, singing the international, you know, whatever. And, uh, but I've always said from day one with this COVID, and I've been spot on all the time. You know, we, we talked about it in the pool here before it happened. I said, you know, the United States people are not going to just no. settle yeah. for it. You know, no. there were, and, and I've always said they that. They settled for it longer than I thought. Yeah, they, they actually did. And, and there was a lot of protests and there was some stuff going on. But the, also what we saw in, in China, what I said, you know, is a young have a lot of freedom and they're able to do and go place and they have the money from their parents to, you know, and the parents just basically send them away to have fun and do whatever. So now that's changed. And now the young people are the ones that are going to be parading, protesting, and they're going to get, they're not going to stand for it because they got a taste of the real world. They got a taste of the real pie. And then, you know, China thinks we're just going to go back, lock them all in. Right. And at some yeah, point yeah. when the parents say you can't go to another province because we don't want it to, you know, we don't want you stuck there. Um, some of these kids are going to go anyways. And then, yeah. And just like our kids do here, uh, let my, my parents will figure it out. <laughs> you know right. What I mean? Right. Right. But there are a lot of, uh, you know, protests. The, the factories are closing. They're starving. There's, a, you know, it's hurting a lot of people. But well, yeah. How do they pay the bills? Yeah. But, you know, um, their government is different than ours. You know, I mean, it, you know, they don't think um, not that ours is great, but uh, well. they're not worried about they don't care about their businesses, their people. It'll just come back around. It's a cycle. You know, well, yeah, everything is uh, basically what China's doing is actually making themselves stronger. They're showing the whole United States are showing the rest of the world just how much power they have by just shutting down. And uh, if it has to hurt some people in the process, it'll hurt some people. And then, you know, it just makes us the supply and demand that much crazier. Yeah, but a lot of people think that this is really causing China harm and it's it's creating it's making America. It is. Yeah. It is causing China yeah. harm, but yeah. I think the people at play look at the big picture. They don't look at today's picture. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's a agree twenty with. year thing. This is a thirty year yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. You know. The big picture. The big picture I think is I mean, basically you're controlled by, you know, what, one person and you know, a group of mm. what, seven or eight or something like that that make up the whole right. Right. party. So yeah, I just think that they, they don't care what the, yeah, it's hurting a lot of people. It's hurting a lot of businesses, but just like COVID, COVID hurt a lot of business. And what happens? New people come in. Hey, I'll do it. Take over, buy it for cheaper, try and make it work, whatever. I'll try and make it work. Yeah. COVID's over. Yeah. I'll get back mm -hmm. in a restaurant business, whatever. Yeah. It's, it sucks for the guy that had a great business before COVID and lost everything. And he didn't prepare and he didn't save, I guess. Yeah. And that's what people would say. And, but it, um, timing is everything. I mean, there's a lot of people who got hurt because of bad timing. Oh, I mean, 5,000 yeah. restaurants closed yeah. up. So, yeah. I mean, so then you got another 5,000 people reopen those restaurants in better times. Hopefully, hopefully right. Mm -hmm. If they, you know, and who mm -hmm. knows, they might have their money, their PPP money, whatever the case. Right, right. But, yeah, no, right now China's in a bad way because they're hurting the people. The people are getting frustrated. So, but maybe this is what we need. We need your own people to finally stand up to them yeah. instead of, yeah. you know, listening. So we'll see what happens. But um, as far as in the fireworks industry, I, I don't think there's going to be much buying done. Uh, we're going into a Tuesday, 4th of July. Yeah. You got Biden's economy, which is 
choking a lot, <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and by and and it's not it's just our economy in in general. You know, I mean, obviously it wasn't like this before, but you got right. high gas prices, you got high groceries. Mm-hmm. People are 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 trying to maintain, like, well, you know what, you know, we've done it all this time, and we're going to have some fireworks for Fourth of July. But we saw last year they did not raise their budget, and that's why we have that twenty five thirty percent right. leftovers. They didn't raise the budget. In this year, I don't even know if their budget is going to be the same as it was last year yeah, because it's, more a, on other it's a whole other yeah. year of the high gas price and the high grocery prices. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and then we got some, we got a lot of tax issues coming our way. You know, so um, that's going to take your disposable income. Look at the insurance cost went up forty percent. That's going to take a lot of people's income away. Yeah, um, especially business owners. And you know, and business owners are the ones. Are, are probably I would say make up seventy percent of keeping the ball rolling, the economy rolling, and they're yeah. out spending money. You know, there's a lot of people that work for companies and all that, and they get their paycheck every week, and they stay home and they don't do nothing because they know they only get so much paycheck. Right. But a business owner is up and down. He goes out and he's spending money. He's you know reinvesting. He's right. he's always keeping the wheel turning. Yeah. I've always said, who spends more money in restaurants and bars than restauranteurs themselves? No, yeah, the, yeah, restaurant workers, absolutely, and restaurateurs, yep. Yep, they're absolutely. always out, they're yep. drinking, you know, they, they bartend all night long, and where do they do? They go to another bar and, and sit on the other side and have a drink, yeah. and, you know, so. Unless it's at Zaskina, because then they close at 11. Yeah, and, and those people all wind up at the other bars. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they really do spend a lot of money, so you wreck that service industry, and, you know, and yeah. you start taxing everybody a little more, it's going to get ugly. Yeah. So well, I don't think they'll be able to even might, might not even have the same budget they had last year for fireworks. And no. that could be big business or a small business and a Tuesday. Now, Tuesday is going to be tough. So let's we'll let, see what happens. Let's do some news. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's listen to our guy here and then Get we'll do some news. fireworks news. Get your fireworks news here. Johnny Starr and Ron the Banker hot off the press. Fireworks news from all across the world. All right, John, this is Yorkshire, Northern England. Um, there's a, uh, a proposal that's going to be heard or was heard for Doncaster Council to support the use of silent and low nice fireworks for future celebrations. Uh, they'll set out the proposal during the meeting and seconded by someone else. Uh, it's brought about by a rise in the usage of fireworks and can cause distress to people with PTSD, vulnerable people, farm animals, pets, and working dogs. If approved, the council would ensure fireworks displays on council land use silent and low noise, fire, low noise fireworks. Encourage parish councils to do the same. Encourage citizens to attend organized displays rather than arrange their own. Encourage the use and sale of silent and low noise fireworks. Encourage early advertisement of displays to allow people to take precautions in advance. Promote public awareness campaign about the impact of loud fireworks on welfare. So fireworks are a detriment to the welfare. Well, I guess, you know, uh, low noise and uh, silent fireworks are better than no fireworks. Yeah. So uh, at least they're still promoting shows. Um, you know, uh, we talked before on the podcast with Steve Hauser and, uh, you know, he, he, uh, Jake's got that lineup of, um, you know, yeah. low fireworks and low all noise, that. Yeah. I mean, low noise fireworks. I, I definitely think there's a place for it. And if you want to listen, listen to, I think it was the, uh, first episode that we did out in, um, Kingsport, Tennessee, and he talked all about it and he made a compelling argument for it. And it's a great thing. And, 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 you know, if people, 
if you do have PTSD or you're worried about, you know, pets or whatever, it's a great thing. But, you know, there are people who enjoy loud fireworks as well. So it should be there should be a balance, I guess, is what I'm saying. And sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Yeah. And they'll, they'll over they'll, they'll embellish it to the point where, you know, maybe it's it's an overreaction. Yeah. And every year we get, you know, we get people that come in and say anything really quiet, especially when it comes to fountains. You give them a fountain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like they even want a quiet fountain because, you know, fountains are all got that crackle and bang. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so, no, there, there's definitely a need for it. We had a couple of people that came in this year uh, looking for, uh, you know, pretty quiet uh, fireworks. And we were able to help them out. And um, there's definitely a place for it. But I'm glad to see, like, they're at least promoting the displays with at least quiet some, fireworks at least than, than none. Than none. Right. Yeah. Here's another one, John. This is uh, Austria geese. And, I, I, you know, that's fine. I, I guess I applaud someone doing a study. But. It just seems weird to me. So uh, this is in the bird guide, first for bird news. So you have to understand where it's coming from. Geese take five hours. This is the headline. Geese take five hours to recover from fireworks terror. So they call it terror right off the start. A study published in the journal has revealed the effect of fireworks on gray lag geese in Austria. The uh, university-led research shows that the birds' heart rates increase by 96% when fireworks are being let off but it will require further study to find out whether it is the sound, the flashes, or the combination of the two that drives the stress. I got a feeling there's a bunch of people who want to do this study and just need more money now, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, we need more money. We don't know if it's the flash or the noise or whatever. They- who, you know what I want to know? <laughs> what? It's like, you just like wake up one day and like, I wonder if geese are affected by fireworks. Right. It's so random, right. It's like you just, I mean, how'd you pick on the geese? You know, you got dogs in here, you got cats. Right, right. Well, and why yeah, do we care? You're doing uh, lab rats. That's a bad thing uh, to say. You know, and, you know, if, if anyone has ever lived on a pond in yeah, Chicagoland area. Yeah, I live right by a pond. I got geese on my driveway half the time. you would like their heart rate to go up so high that it just blows their head off. Because yeah, there's usually that a lot of crap poop, a poop all over, yeah. you know, in the yard is ridiculous. So. But, I mean, yes, I know there's a lot of people who love, uh, you know, geese and all that. But I just wonder how, like, they decided, like, let's see what fireworks do to a geese. And somebody funded this, I guess, is my point. So, and It's probably in that same $365 billion for the climate control funding. Well, this is Austria. No, okay, well, then we probably got money there. And it says the temporary transmitters were attached to 20 geese uh, in Upper Australia to monitor any physiological stress by New Year's Eve fireworks as well as the increase in average heart rate from 63 to 124 beats per minute, average body temperature increased from 38 to 39 degrees. Well, it's because they put a transmitter on them. Yeah, yeah. You don't don't (laughs) think the battery around his neck has anything to do with it? It took Um, until 5 a.m. for the readings to return return to their average level among older and younger birds alike. Maybe they go to bed at 5 a.m. There you go. They're, they're, I mean, my heart rate was racing too last night. And cartel geese. After 5 a.m., you know, it goes down a little bit. All right. Rack, R-A-K, uh, world record. Uh, R-A-K is one of the seven emirates, uh, northernmost emirate in the United Arab Emirates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, set, set to welcome 2023 with a 12-minute firework display, which the organizers said will attempt to break world records. Similar to last year's spectacle, the Pyro Musical Show will cover a stretch of 4.7 kilometers along the waterfront. How, what is that in miles? 4.7 kilometers. So 
a kilometer six tenths of a mile. So you're about two miles. Okay. The specific Guinness Something World like Records titles have not been disclosed, but the visitors are set to enjoy another New Year's Eve extravaganza that will feature drones, nanolights, colors, and shapes choreographed to electric beats. Wow. So Pretty interesting. Yeah, we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to get the uh you know, here's here's a picture of like last year. Yeah. That's out that's outstanding. We're gonna have uh-huh. to get the video of that and we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, this is soccer, John. Soccer's big. You're probably not watching it. This is FIFA. Uh, police made five arrests as investigation launched into fireworks landing on Turf Moor pitch during Burnley's win over Blackburn. That's a bunch of soccer terminology there. Okay. But somebody basically, police have launched an invi- investigation after the Burnley's 3-0 win at home was briefly stopped after fireworks landed on the field. They call it a pitch, but we'll call it the field. Okay. The incident happened during the final moments of the match with a bang heard while play was going on. Play was briefly halted as the fireworks landed on the field. What one is of them, that, one where of, is that is, place at? Burn, who, what, what country is that? Burn, Burnley, like what, uh, what soccer team is that from? I think Do it's England. Oh, okay. It's England. Uh, yeah. I, but I wonder if they'd be okay if they did quiet fireworks. <laughs> over to pitch maybe maybe we'll we'll, we'll start they might not that. even hear it and then they'll all of a sudden like what's falling out of the sky it's there, so were, quiet. There, there were five arrests while a small number of fans were ejected from the stadium uh we are also aware of pockets of ice of disorder and missile throwing during the game which will form part of the post-match investigation so there's an investigation underway so they got a lot of stuff going on we got some yeah. fireworks you got missile throwing. what kind of missile i don't I know mean, it doesn't sound say like a missile i'm thinking just bottle rockets what? Well, the missile throwing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. is that like? Um, yeah, I don't know. Missile throwing during the game. Yeah, that's that's you know those and that could those be, Europeans. Uh, they're they're tough when it comes and they, to their and, soccer. And the missile could be another terminology for something yeah, else. I, you know, are you like uh, are we throwing darts? You know, missile. I don't yeah. know. I, I was say. I was in uh, back home in Glenview, and I was. Uh, I had to take the car to get uh, oil change or whatever. So I would do that on my lunch and, you know, I was going to wait. And so there's a bar next door. Well, they got little, you know, appetizers and sandwiches. So I was going to go there and grab lunch and it's always dead in there. So I figured I'll go there. I'll, you know, it's an hour and I'll come back. I walk in the bar. The bar was packed and there people were screaming because oh, they were watching the soccer. soccer. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go in there and I got my book. I want to read, you know, I'm reading I'm, no. a novel by Bono. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, who's the most left person in the world you could buy? And I'm like, oh, my God, these people are going to want to kill me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Shut up. I'm trying to read my book. Yeah. That's a cartel guy. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> trying to read my book. These. Um, yeah. Did. Uh, how was how Mexico doing? I know we won. They won. I don't know. A couple games. I know USA know lost like yesterday. They lost to somebody and they're out. OK. I think Mexico beat i don't know the game i was watching i don't know if it was australia yeah. or something like that I'm not I don't. really keeping up with it too much all right and this is the last international fireworks story john japanese and i think you've been here before that's the only reason i'm saying it mm-hmm. japanese man sets off fireworks at tokyo shibuya scramble crossing that's like that big crossing that you always see right yeah a man was filmed setting off fireworks at the scramble crossing one of the busiest pedestrian crossings in the world based on witnesses accounts the man discharged around 50 fireworks around 10 p.m., according to the news. Uh, it's considered one of the world's busiest intersections with, imen- with as many as 3,000 people crossing at a time. That's insane. Oh, yeah. It, it's, um, well, you know, I mean, 
it's it's, in, it's incredible when you see the mass amount of people just like when you were in hong kong just see the mass amount of people yeah, walking well, yeah. down the sidewalk and just picture you know tokyo's which is in, incredibly crazy the video shows one of the rockets can be seen shooting out vertically marginally missing a few pedestrians no one was injured following the stunt according to reports after the fireworks run out the man starts screaming through a megaphone reportedly expressing his discontent with the world so the guy's just wacko he's not a yeah. fireworks guy but you know did anyone see him setting up the fireworks like did yeah, he you know right. what i mean like he, did he, he set them up in a you know if it's hard to light 50 fireworks that's bob Popjoy. he does it all the time well yeah that's <laughs> what i'm saying i mean like did you did you light them up on a roof where nobody's around and shot them down at know. the crowd you know you're talking about know. lighting fireworks in a crosswalk with three thousand people nobody noticed that he was yeah. I don't know. Putting something together? I, I have no idea. So I don't know how that works either. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So who, who knows? It's But um, anyway, I just, you know, that's that crazy Tokyo crossing that you see yeah. thousands of people cross yeah. all the time. And that's, uh, but yeah, how do you like 50 fireworks at once? I, I don't even get it. And like I say, someone's got to see somebody setting up something unless he did it off a rooftop or something, yeah. you know. All right. Well, you ready for judge? Yes. All right. Fireworks judge. We're going to. Come from international, we're going back domestic, John. Johnny Starr, fireworks judge. The pyro is now entering the courtroom. There he is, sitting in his chair. We've got the flowing robes going. He would be a good judge. I should have been a judge. My mother wanted me to be a lawyer. I should have been a judge. You're a good judge. And, you're, and apparently you're a clergy. I'm a clergy. You, you married me over the weekend. We'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. I didn't marry you like you strongly accused <laughs> you me. Told, you, told the, you told the coffee shop people, I'm going to marry him today. And they yeah, looked at you like, oh, me. my God, we thought we knew you. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. All right. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, this, here's the headline, John. It's going to tear our family apart. Owner of Jake's Fireworks gets 15 years for federal drug, char drug charges. Jake's Fireworks owner, but uh, something tells me he's not the owner of Jake's. It's the owner of a stand somewhere. I'm so. going with owner of Jake's. No, no. <laughs> so, um, prosecutors say the stand was home to Wright Price Chemicals, which sold BDO. BDO is a chemical that's supposed to be used as a floor cleaner, but it's often used as a date rape drug. The owner of the Jake's Fireworks in Nederland, I don't know where that is, has been sentenced on federal drug charges, uh, 15 years in federal prison by U.S. District Judge, um, pleaded guilty to federal, the guy pleaded guilty to federal drug trafficking. He pleaded guilty to conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute a date rape drug over the Internet to an authorized purchaser. At the time, same time, an employee of his also pleaded guilty to possession with the intent to distribute a controlled substance uh, as well, the defendants were indicted, federal grand jury. Um, but I mean, it, it says Jake's, but I mean, that'd be like, you know, I work at a bank and saying, you know, the bank owner of the bank decided, you know, is selling drugs. I mean, yeah, it's Jake's fireworks, but I mean, I mean, it's just a guy who owns a stand, right? Nope. No? Okay, what's your take on this fireworks judge? <laughs> now we know. Well, it, this explains why Jake's has unlimited funding <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> the fireworks is just a way of washing their cash. We, oh, we, that's we figure it out, saying. you know. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, so they're just washing their cash, and, uh, you know, they're, they're really not in the fireworks business. They're in the drug business, you know. Right. Uh, yes, obviously. I mean, if you never wanted your name to be Jake, this would, like, be the time, you know, bad press. When I saw it, I just started laughing because you know how 
how many people would just love to talk about me if they said owner of Star Fireworks, even though, you know, you got 50 locations, whatever, you know, right. and it could be somewhere remotely. They would just love to pick on right. me. Somebody no who what. owns a stand that you kind of provided did that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, a, I couldn't pass up the, the, the you know, the, the chance to shoot back like this. Right. right. The, the social media stuff, though, and it gets yeah. out there and you you can't stop it. Yeah, you? I'm sure it was um, and you know, an owner or I know, I'm sure it was a uh, stand runner. Right. Or someone that actually owns their own stand and mm-hmm. and flies underneath the name Jake's. I'm not sure about their their stand program or what they have going on there. But, yeah, it cracked me up when I saw that, you know. And then, of course, the people <laughs> in China are like, is this really Jake's fireworks? I'm like, sure it is. But I'm like, no, I'm sure it's not. Mm. But, yeah, if you didn't never wanted your name to be Jake, I, I just wonder, are, are they going to people are going to boycott these Jake's no. locations now? I, you know, I, 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 I see I, that I, Brown's chicken. I mean, it happens. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, well, this is right now present. So why people are why are people protesting? No, no, I'm Brown's talking about. Chicken. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, we could be protesting Jake's fireworks is like I don't want to feed these drug dealers. They give them date rape drugs to everybody. Yeah, it's a, one bad apple in the bunch. You can't I can't help with that. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, if you want to make a stand. I mean, I guess. Yeah. All right. You heard it for you. You got to stop this date rape. Stop going to Jake's and go to Star. That's it. (laughs) No, just kidding out there. We love Jake's. We We do. Theme um, theme park, John. A theme park cancels all fireworks. Really? You guess which one? Have you ever been here? It's in Tennessee. Mm. Dollywood. Oh, Dollywood. Dolly Parton's famous theme park located in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, recently announced that the park would cancel its fireworks show for thanksgiving due to current dry weather conditions in the area and in collaboration with the division of forestry oh well so, that i mean yeah just so it's a one-time it, thing. it's for a good cause okay yeah. but it's a one-time thing okay it's i got fir- nervous that this is not the first time they suspended their fireworks the park's official social media accounts have made similar announcements since november 4th so it looks like they're having some yeah some dry weather uh do you know where pgi is going to be in 2023 john is it it's appleton going to- I hear it said Oshkosh. Is that no? Oh, Oshkosh? Oshkosh. Well, maybe I thought it was, well, I could be wrong. I thought it was Appleton. Yeah, Is it oh. Appleton near Oshkosh? Maybe. Uh, the Pyrotechnics Guild International 1,600-member group that is described as the largest group of fireworks enthusiasts in the world is considering coming to the Sunnyview Exhibition Center next August, but it needs a noise variant. The council will consider the proposal. Evening hours are filled with fireworks, so they just talk about the PGI and what they do and uh, uh, noise variants. Fox cities, Wisconsin, and they would do it at Wisconsin International Raceway. Is that Appleton? Yeah. Um, okay, so Oshkosh is probably near Appleton. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not going to be quoted on that, but I remember that was the. I thought that was Appleton. That's where the Houdini, Houdini bar is, and everything, and that's where Harry Houdini was born. Okay. Uh, but I believe that is the same racetrack we were at. That when it rains, it's like a soup bowl, and everybody <laughs> flooded out that yeah, year. I don't think I've been there. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was quite a few years yeah. ago. And uh, got ugly because all these, uh, I mean, it was just a, a lake at the uh, racetrack. Mm. You know, all right, and nobody knew about it. Okay, um, I don't know. I don't have. A, I don't have a, a theme song for this. We'll, so we'll just go for it. Uh, we I did a little, a few things for Thanksgiving, John. We got some Thanksgiving fireworks names. Some some suggestions if we want to name some fireworks for Thanksgiving. You ready? Yep. Since it is, we're right after Thanksgiving, home on Christmas here. The expanded waistband whistlers. Oh, waistband whistlers. There you right. go. Yep. Uh, leftover ladyfingers. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> no. 
uh, a gobbler girandola. I like that gobbler girandola. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get that nice turkey picture? Out? I don't know. It's just something I stole off you. Know? Yeah, it looks like yeah. a nice turkey. You're familiar with that. Just yeah. the pictures up. You know? Yeah. Fireworks feast. Firecracker feast. Oh, firecracker feast. Yeah, I like that. Mayflower mortar shells. Mayflower mortar shells. You know, now that's something. That's that, good for, um, for our Thanksgiving cake. Yeah, yeah. This one's good, too. Plymouth Rockets. Plymouth Rockets. See? Yeah, they, that, come that's up with a some good, good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a very good one. There you go. Uh, safe and sane quiche Lorraine. No? No yeah. one's weaker? Okay. Uh, this one we could use for PTI. What is quiche Lorraine? Is that it's, something you made up, or is it no, actual? No, that's a, that's a food. It's an actual quiche? It's quiche, yeah. Quiche Lorraine. I just never heard of Lorraine. Yeah, that's it's a, like, it's a, like I've a, never had it. But is there like a, a quiche Betty and stuff? No, it's just Lorraine. Quiche so. Belinda. Didn't you date a Belinda years ago? Okay. Quiche. Melinda. Melinda. Oh, Melinda. Oh, same thing. She, Belinda, Melinda. She taught me what your, I don't know what it's called. Is it your special birthday or your? Your golden birthday. Golden. She taught me yeah, my golden birthday. on the peed on you. <laughs> That's great. Could that be the title? And yeah. she peed on you? Yeah, no, that can't be a title. No. <laughs> I'm sure I'll come up with another one. No, she didn't pee on me. No, yeah. you know what that is. It's when <laughs> yeah, you, it's, it's a your, date, your date of your birth. Yeah, so I'm like, gotcha. I was born on the 24th, so I'm like, I was dating her on my 24th birthday. And so she, 24 is your golden birthday. She, then she peed she on made you. It, she made it special. Then she peed on you. She was, she was good. <laughs> she was a teacher. I like that. Teachers yeah. do something wrong. They make you do it over again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, this one we use for PGI, PGI pumpkin pie. Oh, that's a good one. Butter, Butterball shells. Oh, Foul play fountain. Foul spelled like you know the, the turkey. The, the turkey. So I like right. that one. All right. So that and now we have foul play. I think I'm going to steal that one. Foul play fountain. Oh, you can steal it. I'm going to take that one. Of course, everyone will take it now after the podcast. All right. Fake cues, John. All right. All right, you know how this works. We got today. We got five of them, John. We got five right. quotes, and this is the the nuptials edition, the wedding edition, if, if you will. Like we said, uh, you are a uh, um, clergy in the Universal Life Church, and Pauline and I needed someone to uh, someone to hold the ceremony, and and you did it with flying colors and. You, you, you actually married Pauline and I out on the beach at sunset uh, on Friday. It was spectacular. And now you got your tax savings. I got my tax savings, oh, yes. I'm glad you're happy about that. And I get and I get 10% of the tax savings, which, folks, that could be my only paycheck this year. So I'm kind of happy about that. I, and I, I, we, we rec- yes, you'll get, I'll give you 10%. <laughs> we, uh, we did the... Uh, you heard that. We, yes. We had the ceremony, and you, had, you did your whole thing. You had a speech. You were well-prepared. And... Um, you you took the most the most vim and the most pride when you said and now by the power vested in me you're like a superhero <laughs> yes i was i was kind of like um you know when we were talking about ebola and kudzu you right. know or ebola and uh and covid you know and covid yeah exactly and, and kudzu the, yeah. and canada thistle the power yeah. vested the, the, in you're me you're just like and by the and you 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 looked around like if anybody dare strike me down right yes. now by the power vested in me i and i got some claps out on the beach too i got some claps we did we had some looky loose oh, yeah. mm-hmm. some so and you know so we, we you know but you know as far as i'm concerned it took seven minutes and uh 
cost about a hundred bucks. Yeah, it was yeah, <laughs> a lot better than that uh, funeral I gave for my best friend. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Mike too. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna talk about Big Mike. I got uh, I got yeah, I got I got a I got a thing here. So, but let's do this fake cues first. Yep. So, we have five. <clears throat> We got five quotes here about marriage, John. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read them off to you, and then you're going to have to tell me who said them. So, first we have Henny Youngman. Mm-hmm. We got Groucho Marx. So that's Groucho. Yep. Yeah, I know. Who we that got is. David Lee Roth, a singer yep. of Van Halen. You got your buddy Johnny Carson. Yeah, my buddy. And we got uh, Rodney. Rodney yeah, Dangerfield. He's funny, yeah. So mm-hmm. these five guys all have a a fairly interesting take on marriage. So let's go through them and let's give you these quotes. And let's see if you can pick who said what. And you need a pen. Yeah, can you write it down? So first one, John, marriage is a wonderful institution, but who wants to live in an institution? All right. All right. Second one, the secret of a happy marriage remains a secret. (laughs) No better than that. (laughs) All right. There are three rings involved in a marriage. You have the engagement ring, the wedding ring, and, and the suffering. suffering. Right. That's, that's like my that third one. quote. Yeah. Uh, fourth quote, I asked my wife on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate me as a lover? She said, you know I'm no good at fractions. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, married men live longer than single men, but men are a lot more willing to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the fifth one. So let's start uh, Let's start with the first quote, John. Let's well, go back up to the top. I, like I like to do is I like to get out the ones i know first. okay so let's get, out the let's get out the ones so you know. i definitely know c is david lee roth uh see the, there are three rings involved in marriage you have the engagement ring the wedding ring and the suffering yes that's david lee roth david lee roth and he uh coincidentally enough has never been married okay well, pauline he, sees videos on him and she's convinced that he's gay and he just no. doesn't tell anybody but uh he's never been married but yes that's and i I've been uh, quoting that uh, that same uh, quote here quite a bit this week. It's, yes. it's quite funny. And then I, I think I asked my wife on a scale of 1 to 10, I believe that would be Rodney Dangerfield. I asked my, my wife on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate me as a lover? She said, you know I'm no good at fractions. Yes, you're right, Rodney yeah, Dangerfield. Because Rodney Dangerfield always said, I told my wife, I told yeah, her, go yeah, to the kitchen, whatever. So I, yeah, I, my I'm wife, that she, one, she, yeah. she, we, we tried group sex. She screwed me in front of the jury. <laughs> you know. Well, how many times do you think Rodney was married? Uh, four. Three times. Three, okay. Three times. Rodney was married three times. All right, you got two, two right. So um, then you got marriage is a one-off institution. Now that sounds like something Johnny Carson would say. Well, let me just think. Let me read a couple there. Married men live longer, but men are a lot more willing to, to die. That would be, and then you got the secret of happy marriage remains a secret. Um, yeah, so I think A would definitely be Johnny Carson. Marriage is a wonderful institution, but who wants to live in an institution? No, that's not Johnny Carson. You want to try again? Okay, well, then I would think Johnny Carson would be... God, that's a tough one because B could be Johnny Carson too, but I don't think so. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say E. The last one is Johnny Carson. Is yes. what you're saying. Married men live longer than single men, but men are a lot more willing to die. Yes, that was Johnny yeah. Carson. You know how many times he was married? Uh, he was married. Five or six. Four. He was married four times. Four times, okay. He was married four times. So, yeah. And then, so now you got Groucho and Henny Youngman. Yeah. So um, Henny Youngman was always a great for one-liner, so I would say he was A. And B, being the secret of a marriage, a happy marriage remains a secret, be something Groucho Marx kind of dry humor would say. But I could be off. No, you're off. You're, yep. you're got them wow. mixed up. 
Marriage is a wonderful institution, but who wants to live in an institution? That was Groucho. Groucho Marx. Was yeah, I do remember that now. <coughs> he was married three times. Mm-hmm. And the secret of a happy marriage remains a secret. That's Henny Youngman. Henny he was Youngman. married once. So three, one time, uh, David Lee Roth, zero. I like the way you take notes. Asked my wife on a scale of one to ten. He was married three times. Yeah, Rodney. And Johnny was, Johnny four. was four times. A total wow. of seven, ten, eleven marriages for those 11 five marriages. guys. Eleven yeah, marriages, yeah. yeah. Well, David Lee Roth did zero. And all of them are dead except for David Lee Roth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Da- David Roth's the only one living still. But they're all older, obviously. Oh, yeah, them. obviously. Yeah, yeah. Henny Youngman was funny, though. I Absolutely. Like Take one. my wife, please. Yeah. yeah. I like uh, I like that one where he says, my my wife says she don't want to go to Florida no more. She wants to go somewhere she's never been before. So I said, go to the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Hey, Rodney, he goes, if like, yeah, my wife, she, she wanted to cut me down sex once a week. That's okay, though. But two guys, I know she cut out completely. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he was <always laughs> Rodney had some good jokes. How his wife put up with him, I don't know. Well, he had, he had three of them, so obviously they didn't put up with him. Yeah. Okay, what do you got here? Fargo. Man arrested in Fargo admits to being on lots and lots of meth. Apparently, meth is making its way to Fargo. This guy. It's been in Fargo for has a while. Really? Oh, oh, my God. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. It's been huge in Fargo for a long time. So this guy had like a. It was like a. They were looking know. at my bottle rockets for uh, the phosphorus or something like that. Because I guess oh, need really? that. Oh, really? Is that why they don't let you put them on the shelf? Uh, no, that was a TNT okay. thing to get a longer selling season. But, um, the, the, but basically, at the end of the day, this guy was on so much meth, he basically asked the cop. He, he found the cops and said they had to follow him because his girlfriend was uh, going to die if they don't come now. And then he, they, the cops followed him, and then he, he asked to borrow the cop's gun and their dog. And, and he, obviously, this guy was messed up on lots and lots of meth. So, yeah, is that the dog? No, oh. no, I don't. Maybe it is the dog. I don't know. No, but that's just. He got yeah. a picture of a. It looks like a dog that from Weekend at Bernie dog. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There. I don't know. So I don't know. But that's mess. I didn't know there was meth, meth is in Fargo. Huge. No, I. They sent some local police or somewhere coming around to see if anyone did any big purchases of bottle rockets. So if, if this was a few years, this has got to be probably five, six years ago, yeah. because I guess they used that a um, couple of those chemicals in making meth. And uh, I just wonder, did did Breaking Bad had like did that contribute to the meth meth addiction? industry? Yeah, you know, like as far as people in Fargo decide, hey, you know, I think I'll just get in a camper and make some meth and make all millions of dollars and travel around. I mean, that could have been. I don't know. It does certainly glamorize meth, but don't forget, everybody in Breaking Bad pretty much dies. I mean, you know, pretty much anyone in life dies. Well, I mean, but they died horrible deaths. I oh, mean, it was bad. Yes, I never really watched the whole thing. I just, oh, you never watched the whole? No, oh my no. god! I remember they had that shootout with the cartel or something like that. I remember that? No, yeah. There's a lot of there was yeah. a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, John, let's do what would Johnny do? Okay, I'm trying to find it here. Here it is. What would, <clears throat> what would Johnny do? And then we'll talk about Big Mike. All right. I got, I got to hear, you, you got to tell people the story about playing craps. Oh, God. I yes, heard that yeah. story for the first time the other day. Oh, yeah, you I didn't hear that one. Yeah. No. All right, what would Johnny do? Uh, Johnny, do you know what, an, and this is more like a business thing, or maybe it's a business idea. I uh, want to know if you, would, if you think this would work. What is, do you know what an NFT is? NFT. NFT. You probably don't. It's somebody like Dino would know if you, if you deal a lot with banking and stuff. I've heard that yeah, banking it's, it's term. A, it, the abbreviation NFT stands for non-fungible token. 
Oh, uh, and no, no, you know, you know, and and it describes a non-exchangeable certificate for a crypto object. Okay, yeah. Usually, an artwork or a collector's item that is recorded on the blockchain. Do you understand? Yeah, I know blockchain. You understand all yeah. this stuff, okay? Because some of it goes over my that cannot be deleted, copied, or modified in modified. Period. In contrast, a cryptocurrency is transferable. Uh, 0.05 Ethereum is always 0.05 Ethereum, just like 100 euros is always 100 euros. Mm -hmm. And NFT is the record showing ownership of the copyright to a digital content and linking it to a specific person. So there's these, um, and I think, I think, and I might be completely wrong, but there's these people who sell like artwork and stuff, like a one-off artwork. This is it. This is the artwork and it's only exists in the computer and people spend millions of dollars on it and you get it and you get this nft or you get this password and it's yours and you can sell it do whatever but it is only one in the world and only exists and it's yours and you need this nft to do am i, am I making sense i mean it's it's on the internet though it's on the computer you you this is it so nfts can include pictures films music albums or even watches uh, the interesting part is that the owner can sell them, potentially making, I see you're confused now because I was too. Uh, the owner can sell them, potentially making a great deal of money. Currently, the most expensive NFT in the world is artwork, the merge by an anonymous artist pack, which is valued at $91.8 million. So somebody paid $92 million for a piece of artwork that's only on the blockchain, only on a computer, only you can access it, one person, if you have this code. And you could sell this code, and then you could just say, I have this $92 million thing. And But you can only see the artwork on the computer. Yeah, you don't get a physical. Is it, well, who you holds, can't hang it on the wall. Is it an actual piece of artwork, or is it a computer-generated artwork? It's a computer-generated artwork. Wow. there's. I mean, I can't even see how it would have any value because it's non-tangible. But it's non-fungible. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You can't hang it. You can't do nothing. Well, but with that, but that's the thing. So, and, and the reason I got it because I was reading this watch magazine here, and you notice I said uh, it can include watches, pictures, yeah. films, and even watches. So, see this watch here, this one here. In the, yeah. In the corner. Yeah. See this watch is a, a dire watch. So this watch was in in the movie. Pulp Fiction. Do you remember when yep. Christopher Walken I just watched it? When Christopher Walken's got the watch and he's mm -hmm. explaining to the young Bruce Willis, your father, this was his birthright. He smuggled it out of wherever of mm -hmm. his ass, right? Yeah. And said so, and, and he gives him the watch. So, so that watch, you there's one in the world, right? Okay. Whoever's got it or whatever. But so this guy here, this company or whatever, so they made this watch. Mm -hmm. virtually it's only on a computer you can buy this but you only buy it on the computer and then you can own it so but you, you can't you don't get one in a box you don't get anything yeah. you don't do that so but they said here that they um here so this is the watch people then they, uh wanted to offer so this guy here wanted to offer his collection to anyone who was interested not just super tech savvy it was possible to buy the watches now, these watches are all just computer generated. You don't get a watch. It's just something on your computer. So you could buy these watches um, with either blockchain or a credit card. The first 100 watches were minted or introduced to the market because yeah. they're not really made at an initial drop known as Genesis Day for about $450. 
the purchaser received a mis- so you buy this thing you receive a mystery watch box containing one of 30 models so they show you 30 models and if you were lucky enough to spend $450 you get one of these 30 models you don't know what it's going to be the purchaser did not know in advance which one it will be despite this or perhaps precisely because of this the element of surprise the first 100 watches were sold out in minutes the second drop happened on June 29th with 382 of these and they were priced at $1,000 and they sold out. So people are buying watches that you can't wear. Can't wear. You can't, it doesn't come in All a box. All you can do is see it on your computer. And then you could resell so you put it. put your password in, see it yeah. on a computer. And yeah. And, and then if you lose that password, then it's just gone. like your cryptocurrency is right, gone. Right, it's gone. You know? So, but my question is, could you do this with, could you do this with fireworks? Could you? Could we can't you, even sell fireworks that are on the shelf. You, you can't sell practical fireworks. We can't even sell fire. Yeah, we well, can't even sell. But I mean, just like if you said, if you if you had if you had somebody who knew how to do the computer. Gen- I mean, this guy took a long time to, I mean, make these watches. I'm assuming they look great because why would you pay a thousand dollars for something you can't wear or touch? But so would would somebody? Would you if 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 you if somebody marketed? All right, I have ten fireworks finales here. They're all computer generated. They're spectacular. It, they're eight minutes long. They go to this music or whatever, and uh, it'll be customized to whatever you want. Um, you only could see it in your computer. You could watch it as many times as you want. It's a thousand dollars. Do you think you would be able? To, do you think you would find people crazy enough to buy those? Well, I mean, it seems like the, I guess like you, wait, somebody paid ninety-two million dollars for a painting. Yeah, the way you said like a fireworks finale, because you know over here in uh, Las Ventanas, how they show you the fireworks. On the computer, so yeah. you can pick. So I'm guessing if it was really a spectacular fireworks show but, that was done in Tokyo or Japan, and you can show it on your big screen TV, and you could show it at well, parties. But, yeah, but you don't have to. It's it, the the possibilities are limitless, right? Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can. You're going to generate this fireworks show on the computer. You don't have to. You're not going to film it. You're yeah. going to generate. So you can have. You know. 30 salutes and you know oh, yeah. you can make up fireworks that go up, you know from the up to the you know from the sky downwards i mean you could do anything you wanted to do do you yeah. think people would i mean who would pay 92 million dollars for a picture uh, without that you can't use it i don't even under i mean once again it 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 falls into like the cryptocurrency if you have right. a, if you have you know 300 million dollars in cryptocurrency that you don't even know where it's at. You don't know anything about it. It's kind of still hanging out there. And you made it basically by doing nothing, by just watching currency go up and go down. Right. I guess a guy like him would say, well, let me just, you know, buy these $450, basically what I call like a Bitcoin NF- NTF or whatever. NFT. NFT would be the same way as you buying Ethereum or another Bitcoin. So right. it's almost to me like NFT is just like a Bitcoin. Right. It's just a, it's just a non-fungible token. You have this yeah. thing on the blockchain. It is and an an NFTs on the blockchain, right? Right. It's a uh, symbol on the blockchain. Right. And your NFTs are, I guess your NFT on the blockchain would be comprised of all these computer generated things that people right. bought along the way i mean but people are again they're using nfts for pictures films music albums or even watches so these people you know well what do we say 300 they're promising, or yeah they're, they're 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 giving you something they're taking your nft coins or your nft yeah. money yeah 
and or you could buy it with a credit card. You don't have to pay crypto. Yeah. But you know, 380 people, um, or there's more. There's 100. 480 people spent about a thousand dollars for, a, you know, for watches that are just you know you can look at on the screen. Yeah, that that's. I don't understand what what would be. I mean, then why don't you just make computer aided women just uh, computer generated women like they did in that movie years ago when we were kids? Um, Westworld? No, 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 no. He was he like built her on a computer and then she came to life. Oh, weird science! Weird oh, science. that's a great movie. Yes. Kelly LeBrock. Oh yes, my God! Yes. I spent now so many cold showers yes. looking at her. Oh, good um, God! Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, so if you computer generated like hundreds of pictures of say I'm just saying I you know I'm it's not, not what I'm into but they're just saying of hundreds of pictures of nude women with the best bodies or maybe the body that you generated mm -hmm. and then you can just as well sell that as a watch or sell that the finest collection of pornography that you can ever right. ever get right well, well, well the possibilities are endless for yeah. what, what people are willing to spend Again, $92 million for a painting. That you can't even hang. I mean, no. I, you know, look at these paintings around here. I love them. They're not worth, obviously, nowhere near that. But without having them displayed, just like your collectibles, which you'll find if you ever sell your house and you put them in a box, they're, they're, right. not, they're no longer of value to you. Just like all my collectibles are not really of value to me right now because I, I don't get to see them. I don't get to enjoy them. Right. So if if seeing this on a computer is the same with seeing it in a curio cabinet, maybe you're onto something and maybe you don't have to worry about it getting stolen. But you're going to turn on your computer and you're just going to sit there and watch this piece of artwork or this watch. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, it, so so the, what would Johnny do? You would stay clear of this because you don't think it's going to have any it no. doesn't have any viability. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so at all. Um, no. I hope that they donate a bunch of NFTs to Biden's campaign, you know, because uh, why? Because he might he'll lose the password and he won't have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us about your story with crafts with Bruce Willis. Anyways, well, let's just say that uh, this was a very uh, sad uh, week for me. We lost a very, very good friend of right. mine for many, many, many years. And uh, so it was very hard. Um, so uh, Big Mike, Big Mike, we called him. Um, he was a manager at a jewel. And uh, when he mm -hmm. went on disability for his problems and all kinds of disabilities, uh, he became um, he was my right hand guy in my Ohio gambling business years ago. And then he was also uh, running and managed a few of the fireworks stands along the way. Oh, did he? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. In fact, Mike was the one. In fact, you were actually out there helping him. Years oh, ago. that's right. I do remember uh, that. Now. Mike ran the very first fireworks stand. We opened up in the fireworks <laughs> store, I should say. We opened yeah. up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I stayed in uh, Chicago and uh, was running that. And Mike was out there in Fort Wayne, Indiana running the store and i think you even went out there on the third or fourth of july yeah, to help i think them. i remember that yeah. you and paul i think and I, maybe yeah. a couple I, don't, I don't remember exactly but yeah i do remember. so that. that's what mike was doing all these years uh after his disabilities and stuff um you know he went on to doing other um you know numerous things for me and helping me out a lot so um but he was very unique. Um, you know, we talked about it in the eulogy, and then we talked about it. And I mean, I wrote the co-wrote the obituary, and then I did the you know basically my speech about the eulogy. On you the did airplane. a very moving speech. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So um, you had a full week. You went from uh, from um, officiating at a funeral to officiating a wedding. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was an exhausting week. Let me just tell you that. Exhausting. So a lot of planes, a lot of you know, a lot yeah. of planes, a lot of writing, a lot of tears, a lot of sadness. Yeah. But you know, um, it's all behind me now, which is a good thing. But yeah, it was funny because uh, not funny. It was, um, you know, I had to do a speech at Big Mike's wedding for best man. And then 18 years later, you know, who would have thought I'd be doing a speech uh, for Mike, you know, laying in a casket. So it was kind of sad, but Mike was very unique. He was uh, he had a heart of gold, but he had a very rough exterior. And, um, yeah. you know, he'd, he'd loved to, he loved to debate. He loved to argue. And uh, he was blustery guy. Yeah, he pushed his way around law mm-hmm. enforcement all the time, which is what you need in the fireworks industry to keep things going. You know, so right. he was good about that. And I uh, fold like, yeah, table, he was like he was good table. about, um, you know, telling the security guards, what are you sitting down and what are you sitting down for? You're supposed to protect me and you're sitting down. Right, Someone's going right. to come in. I mean, he, he nobody ever. Um, nobody ever got a wink of sleep with Mike, big Mike around. Yeah. He would and, go into McDonald's and say, come on, you're better than that. You yeah. Know, sweet better. Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and he'd tell you how to do, it. I can stock that beer cooler better than that guy that owns the bar. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. really? You never stocked a beer cooler in your life, but yeah. Mike knew everything like we talked about. And, uh, so, and, um, he, he had a knack of calling at the wrong time, you know, so you, you missed his call because you right. just didn't, you know, want to take it because he talked about nothing anyways. It wasn't like you're missing, like, important news. And, right. and at the end there, he was pretty, uh, he was he was very immobile. Yeah. So he, he, the only thing he could do really was make fun. That was his lifeline. And, and <clears throat> right. unfortunately, I didn't realize it in time. But yeah. So, uh, but Mike's got a lot of crazy stories. I said that there would be, there's only two people in the world that can never be duplicated. And I do mean that sincerely because uh, one is Hugh Hefner. There'll right. never be another Hugh Hefner. There's always right. going to be another Michael Jordan. There's always going to be another, you know, LeBron James. There's another Dean Martin. Michael Buble took over Frank Sinatra. There's all kinds of people around. There'll be another right. David Lee Roth. But you'll never have another right. Hugh Hefner because of the era, the timing, his money, his personality. And um, and my good friend Mike was the same way. There'll never be another duplicate. Yeah. Um, he was like Archie Bunker when he was 10. And he was like Rodney Dangerfield at 20. I mean, it was comprised of so many people. And he also did uh, did love his Playboy books as he had so many and so many collections of Playboys. I didn't know Mike was a big collector of Playboys. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got uh, the original 1953 or 55, whatever, with Marilyn Monroe, I think. Do you know what happened to those? Uh, yeah, no, it's all in the house, I guess. Yeah. So I was kind of curious because, um, once again, my bad. He's like, hey, I got you something special for your birthday this year. I want you to come over to the house and pick it up. And I'm like, oh, that's nice, Mike. I'll come over and then, you know. And you never made it. Never made it ah. over there. So I do hope, I don't know how to ask his wife right now for my birthday present that he had. Um, mm. And I'm sure he wasn't lying. I'm sure he had it. But I right. got a oh, feeling yeah. what he gave me was we talked about it with uh, different, you know, we talked about different things like that. Because he had so many editions of playboy and so many duplicates and he'd have them all logged and that was like his full-time job you know oh i didn't know that so i got a feeling what he start doing and we talked about it that maybe perhaps he was going to start giving everybody the year they were born and the month they were born that playboy because 
he might have, you know, he might have had 30 July because he kept buying all these collections and just because he wanted to get one master collection. So you got to buy a bunch of ones you already have. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. get a lot of duplicates and we right. were making a deal to buy, you know, nobody just wants to sell you a few magazines, you better take his whole collection. Right. And then maybe you can sell off those to somebody else that just needs those, you know. So Mike right, was pretty right. shrewd in that. Yeah. So uh, that being said, he was a very different type of person. And I'll give you an example how different and difficult he was. We're in Las Vegas, and Bruce Willis is playing craps yeah. around a table. Uh, usually movie stars of his caliber will kind of just like lock off the room. whole table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or he'll, he'll, he'll be in a casino, but he'll block off the whole table so nobody can play with him. So what year was this? Was this like diehard uh, Bruce Willis? Or, uh, yeah, this was uh, he was a star. probably uh, 1999, I think. So he was a huge star at this Could have time. been 2004 for his bachelor party. I don't remember. Yeah, he was a huge star, giant okay. star. I mean, you know. So we're playing craps now at the same table Bruce, well- Bruce what, Willis what hotel? is. And this was, I believe... At the, um, I want to say this was, it wasn't Caesars. I want to say it was, I want to say it was the Paris, but I could be mistaken. I'm not sure. But I remember the crap sale being on the right-hand side. I'm just trying to picture it in my head. Uh uh I want to say it was the Paris Hotel. But anyways, we run into Bruce Willis. No, you know what? I take that back. Okay. It was at the Mirage. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. And that's Paul's favorite place. Or one used to be. I don't know if it is anymore. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so it was at the Mirage. And it had those low ceilings. I always think that. So anyways, it was at the Mirage. He's playing craps at a table in a crowded, pretty much crowded, you know, um, casino. And here we are lucky enough to be playing craps with Bruce Willis. Now, if anyone knows about craps, most of the table is, you know, is betting on numbers and they're on the pass line. You're betting on the the, the roller. You're betting with the shooter to, to, to duplicate what he rolled before he rolls a seven. Yes, before yeah. he rolls a seven. Yeah, and that's then, how And that's works. the pass line. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're betting multiple numbers. We're on the pass line. We got odds on the pass line. We're all hoping that Bruce Willis rolls that come out, come out number before he rolls a seven. Were, were you at the table and then Bruce joined you? Or you no, just Bruce joined, was there. We you, joined Bruce. I knew there was room at the table yes. with Bruce? Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, when it's funny when you see movie stars out, a lot of people don't even realize they're movie stars. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's so uh, like Gene Simmons, for instance, walking around, you know, walking around Cabo San Lucas Airport. Nobody even knew it was him, you know, right. except me, which right. is shocking, I know, as you're thinking. Yeah, but, well, yeah. But, so that being said, so now we're at the table with Bruce Willis, and I immediately get on the bandwagon with Bruce Willis. I mean, I want to, he's rolling. Now, don't forget, Bruce <laughs> is rolling the oh, dice. So Bruce is the Bruce shooter. Bruce is the yeah, shooter. Yeah, yeah, and he's betting on himself, and obviously. he's betting on himself right. on, and, on the pass line. Right. And what does Big Mike do? Big Mike comes up and bets on the don't pass line. First of all, I don't like to bet on the don't pass line at a table where everybody's on the pass line. I don't even like to play that game. Well, you know, yeah. Because everybody hates you. But okay. that was Big Mike. Big yeah. Mike yeah. wanted people to hate him. He just loved the controversy, loved the combat. Our you know? friend Joe Panero would do that. He would yeah. bet on the don't pass. Yeah. So, you know, Mike bets on don't pass. Yeah. Nobody would do that to Bruce Willis. But no. Mike. Well, who would do that And I'm to, like, Mike, what are you doing? Who would do that to John McLean? Come I, on. Yeah, I go, yeah. Mike, what are you doing? Put on the pass line. Bruce is rolling. He's like, hey, I don't care about him. I need the money myself. I don't think he's that good of a shooter. I mean, it just. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mike is just is hammering John McClain. For just, no reason at all. For no reason. Yeah. He could just yeah. easily bet with him and right. said he bet against him. 
So, uh, but that was Big Mike, and he was a great friend, and uh, we're going to miss him a lot. Uh, I'm going to definitely, you know, in a couple of weeks here, and that phone doesn't ring, and there a couple more weeks, the phone yeah. doesn't ring again. Yeah. I didn't see much of him later in the years, but the phone never stopped ringing. The last time I saw him was a year ago here. Yeah, a year ago here, and, and you know, and there was a guy, 550 pounds, and got on an airplane, which I thought was impossible, and yeah. made it down to Cabo, made it up to the mountain, made it down the stairs. Uh, it was incredible and stayed here a couple of weeks. And even when he was yeah. here, I didn't even see him as much as I should have. You know what I mean? No, but no. I have other oh. people here. And, and like I said, it was very hard. He wasn't mobile. So it was hard for me to say, hey, Mike, let's, you know, let's run over to Costco. Let's I'll meet at the shopping mall. All right. You know, well, and you're such a busy person. It's hard for you to see people who are mobile. Let yeah. Alone people who are in so yeah. it was kind of sad. But anyways, it was it was uh, it was a great speech. Uh, a couple of people uh, texted me. They said, uh, my speech is being compared to the Gettysburg address, uh, address say, being yeah. epic. So um, I, I didn't know if that was a compliment or not, but it, uh, when I asked, he said, no, definitely yeah. a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Um, they all loved it. I, I summed it up with, they said, uh, um, a lot of heart and a lot of sadness, but also uh, some humorous things to go along with it. It's, it's hard to keep from... from uh, from tearing up when you're doing that. Yeah, like, so I... Uh, about, a, about a funeral. That's when I kind of made that speech. I could not look at the audience because if I looked at any one of you guys, it would have just, right, just, just turned me upside turned, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I kind of made that. I'm going to, you know, just focus on my reading, which is kind of the same thing I did with Big Mike at his at his wedding, you know, because yeah. there was a lot of history between us and he was getting married, you know, and stuff. And it was, you know, a happy event, yeah. but also sad event for the person who, uh, you know has been there for you all these years, you know, so it was kind of tough. You're turning into quite the talker. Yes. I, well, this podcast has helped me. There you go. And with the NFA now, you're yeah. like Mr. So, master um, of Ceremony. Yeah, Master of Ceremony. <laughs> master of Ceremony. All right. <laughs> I was a junior baiter. Now I'm master. I, I, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Well, you know, yeah, it was, yeah, sad. I, I, I mean, I knew Mike. Yeah, you know, somewhat in a tertiary kind of kind of way, but you know he was you know like you said you kind of lose touch with him the last yeah few years. So I really lost touch with him. When I saw him here a year ago, it was amazing. I'm like, hey man, he made it. You know, yeah. it was great to see. And yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's sad, and and unfortunately, you and I are at that age where. You know, we can yeah. we can start seeing folks, you know, people that we grew up with that we knew start dying because, you know, you just heard today somebody who's only a few years older than us has yeah. got term or stage four cancer or whatever. Yeah, and that's so just it's just it's uh, yeah, life and death. You can't get you can't escape death. Right. No. Or taxes. That's why. Yeah. You know, so you try. That's why my tax guy was a mortician as well. <laughs> like, you can't go. escape me either way. <laughs> get you one way or the other. So, yeah. Anyway, well, we're done here. Um, yeah, I'm going to make the gym. I'm looking at the watch. I got time. So no, you got time. Yeah, yeah, you got time I'm for rolling. the gym. And uh, we want to remind people to uh, stay tuned to the video, to the YouTube channel. We're going to have a Christmas special, Christmas uh, fireworks, uh, holiday fireworks. We got everyone from Cody B to Ed from Dominator gave us their picks of their favorite Christmas fireworks so we're going to do a special video on that with some demos to watch and maybe you can pick out some Christmas fireworks or at least hear from us uh, around the holidays and uh, I think I got a Christmas song for us me you and Louie I think might be the only three singing this one and you could do your cartel uh, impersonation I'll do my cartel voice yeah, perfectly yeah, yeah yeah so but we'll do that and we got some stuff coming up and uh, 
as always, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll talk again before the end of the year. We kind of missed November, so this is like the November podcast. Problem is, I don't know if you and I are going to get to get have time to get together in actual December for another one, but we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll see what's yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah busy yeah. month. So, but anyway, everyone have a good one, and uh, we'll talk to you later. See you later.